0: Greetings and thank you for tuning in to our daily podcast. Today's topic is, Where Would You Rather Be? This is Perry Green of God in America, and I do appreciate you taking time to listen in to our thoughts. While I was preaching for congregations on more than one occasion and by more than one church leader, I was told that our form of government is Unimportant. We can be Christians, they said, under any form of government. In fact, there are millions of Chinese Christians proving it. Those church leaders often would go on to say that we shouldn't get involved in politics because the early Christians didn't get involved in politics. Most of them were enslaved by the Roman government in one form or another, and they simply had to submit to Roman authority and hide their practice of Christianity. Those statements have some truth in them. We can serve God under communism or other governmental tyrannies. The Roman Christians, for the most part, had little to say about changing their government. But don't forget, Christianity was born into the Roman Empire. It was not its foundation. The faith and action of those Christians were supposed to make a difference in their culture. Some of the Christians in the Roman Empire did make an impact. In Thessalonica, they were described as these men who have turned the world upside down in Acts 17.6. Those followers of Jesus were actually writing the world that had been turned upside down by sin. Today, it seems that someone has turned our world upside down and it wasn't God or his people. Should we not be trying to right our world and return God to his rightful place? A thought occurred to me recently. Since Americans generally attribute success of churches to their size, let's follow up on that thought. The largest church in the world is in Seoul, South Korea. That's not far from the border with North Korea. If you were Korean, which place would you choose to serve God? Would you rather serve in a place of liberty or in a place of oppression? I'm sure there are many devout disciples in communist North Korea. I'm likewise confident that there are South Koreans who are free, who are infiltrating North Korea with the gospel. But how many do you think would prefer liberty in the South? For that matter, how many people are streaming into the United States for freedoms that they don't have at home, whether that's personal or religious freedom? And how many, by contrast, are streaming into communist-controlled countries? As a side note, it always amazes me that people are bashing America so badly. But look at the masses yearning to breathe free. Americans who hate America should take a sabbatical and try out one of their socialist utopias to see how they fare. Have you heard how Cubans are finally fed up with communism and are protesting waving the U.S. flag in their hands? If socialism or communism is so good, why the protest? Why do they want to change it? We've proven in our own history that socialism fails. It was tried at Jamestown and at Plymouth, and in both cases, the colonies had to make changes. Instead of socialism, they went to private property and free enterprise. Those changes saved the people from starvation and brought prosperity. But if we don't study history, we won't understand and we will fall into the same pit as others. Jesus said it best in Matthew 15:14 when he said, And if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into the pit. We can be spiritually blind in a number of ways. We can be rebellious and, as a result, are unable to see and discern right from wrong. We can be ignorant and not even know what we should be looking for. Solomon made an important point when he said in Ecclesiastes 1, verse 9, What has been is what will be. And what has been done is what will be done, and there's nothing new under the sun. Since there's nothing new, it would be a good idea to see what has been. If it's something that has worked, shouldn't we embrace it? If it is something that has failed, shouldn't we shun it? In Deuteronomy 8, verse 11, we have this warning. Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments and His rules and His statutes which I command you today. And in verse 18 of Deuteronomy 8, he said, You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. If we remember and serve God, our path prospers. If we forget God, our path ends in destruction. Where would you rather be? Where would you rather your children and your grandchildren to be? Well, thank you again for tuning in today, and I want to encourage you to keep the light of faithfulness burning.